This podcast is a production of America Matters Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the America Matters Media Podcast Network by visiting americamatters.us. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review at your favorite place to download podcasts. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. Welcome to The Ron Edwards Show. Informative interviews, stimulating conversations, controversy. Prepare yourself. Here's Ron Edwards. Oh, yes, your radio refreshment has returned. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards, and you are listening to The Ron Edwards American Experience. And uh, thank you so much for joining in. And, uh, of course, uh, this great show is emanating from our, the fun folks over there at um, our flagship station, AM 1180, KCKQ. That's in beautiful Reno, Nevada. And uh, thank you, guys, for all that you do at the flagship station there. And our great uh, engineer, Chris Christian, does a wonderful job. And uh, thank you for all you do, sir. And uh, thank you, my fellow Americans, for always tuning in and telling your friends about this great show and uh, telling your relatives, uh, the ones that will uh, continue speaking to you after they hear me. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I've had that situation with my family, too. What? You like Trump? You are banished from my life. Uh, yeah, I had a few do that to me, too. But that's okay. Uh, they've been replaced. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we're going to have a great show. A uh, wonderful time. Um, I'm so happy to see this that I'm going to tell you. Trump campaign sues CNN. Yeah, it's about time. You know, sometimes, you know, these leftist uh, organizations that like to lie over and over and again, they need to get slapped around legally. President Trump uh, campaign has uh, filed a libel lawsuit against cable network CNN relating to its coverage of the Russian interference ahead of the November 3rd presidential election. Fox News said uh, today, citing comments by a senior legal advisor of the campaign, representatives for CNN, which is owned by a unit of AT&T's Warner Media Division, could not be immediately reached for comment on the lawsuit, which follows other recent lawsuits filed by Trump's campaign against the New York Times and the Washington Post. I mean, they had to know. After um, all this time, that you know, they're going to lie and lie and mess with the wrong person. And uh, Donald Trump is a fighter. And he's not going to continue to just continue to get kicked upside the head and kicked in the backside by these leftist pigs and not expect uh, something to happen in return. Which, in my opinion, is correct. By the way, we've uh, got a great uh, guest coming up uh, just in a bit. His name is Kyle Warren. He's a great talk show host. He's... Um, uh, based out of California, the land of um, poop, uh, needles on the sidewalk, and uh, other <laughs> horrific things uh, that are distributed by the leftist um, policies. And uh, we'll leave it right there. And so we're going to be getting into a number of uh, the issues of the day with uh, our guests coming up in just a bit of time. You know, Kim Kardashian and Alice Johnson. Uh, Alice Johnson is the uh, lady that uh, got freed because uh, Kim Kardashian looked into her situation and, well, you know, came to the conclusion that she didn't deserve to be there, be there in, in prison for such a long time. And uh, the two of them 
are they returned to the White House uh, this Wednesday. Uh, yeah, it was this Wednesday to support President Trump's decision to release three women from prison. And they're going to be working on the freeing many more, mostly women from prison. And um, that's a good thing. I mean, if you're in jail for some simple stuff like a joint or something like that, I mean, and they give you 20 years, I think that's a bit extreme, especially when you consider if an illegal border crosser murders an American, hey, they may get a slap on the wrist and they'll be out of prison in no time. And the worst thing that they'll receive is getting deported. What do you think about this, my, my fellow Americans? Um, I think that if an illegal border crosser harms an American, their sentence should be even greater than if an American harms, harms another American. First of all, they, they broke the law by coming in here illegally. That's one strike. Then they have the um, unmitigated gall to attack Americans. I think they, um, yeah, they should get a double whammy. If it were up to me, illegal border crossers, and they get fair warning, you come over here, we catch you, um, and especially if you are caught after you do a harmful act against Americans and or their property, I would uh, refurbish um, the island prison that's out there in the ocean off the coast of uh, San Francisco. Yes. I would refurbish that, and that would be their permanent home forever until they die. And that would be posted. I would post that and announce that throughout Central and South America, throughout the Middle East. If you come to the United States of America, yes, you should be locked up in a penitentiary that is in San Francisco Bay. Never to see the light of day again, unless you look up in a little prison cell window and there's a little light coming in. And we, we, we really have to clamp down on this. Our nation, our republic cannot stand. It cannot survive. And it definitely cannot thrive indefinitely if people just continue to pour in and pour in. I mean, the United States is the greatest nation in the history of the world. We have the largest economy, but that is not enough to house and take care of everybody on the planet. It is not. It is illogical. It is insane. And, um, you know, we just have to, to do what we have to do. Personally, I'd like for us to go Roman on them a little bit. Check out Roman history and how they dealt with uh, people that crossed their borders. And uh, won't talk about it now because, I, you know, there are some squeamish people out there. and Oh, you can't do that. Uh, so we'll leave it there. Just do a little checking into how Romans dealt with people that broke into their country illegally. Well, um, how about the fact that uh, the Democrat Party, we're going to be going over this with uh, Kyle when, he, when we come back from the break. Uh, there are six major plans of the um, Democrat Party that they're going to push if, God forbid, Sanders or Biden were to be elected president in this, later this year. It's not going to happen, and I really believe that, but uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy, we're going to go over these things and some other issues of the day. And my friends, uh, thank you so much for listening to the Ron Edwards um, American Experience, and uh, keep it right there, and uh, we shall return in just a bit and um, continue this great discussion with you 
at 844-790-8255. I'm Ron Edwards. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Enjoying a cup of tea and listening to the Ron Edwards experience? It doesn't get any better than that. Well, it sure doesn't. And you are listening to the Ron Edwards American Experience, and thank you so much for uh, joining with me today. I am your radio refreshment, Ron Edwards, and um, we've got uh, a myriad of uh, topics to discuss this day, and you can join in at 844-790-8255. That's 844-790-TALK. And I'm joined by my special guest this week. His name is Kyle Warren. He is a great talk show host, and before we let him go, he will let you know where he can be found on the radio dial. Uh, Kyle, are you there? And thanks for joining me. Well, thank you. Yes, Ron, I'm right here. Excellent, excellent. You know, um, one of the things that um, really irritates me, uh, we're going to go from coast to coast, starting out in your neck of the woods in California. I was reading uh, last night, and I went over this story again this morning. I was, it, it really gets really gets under my skin. Uh, Democrats are America's greatest specialist in making the lives of Americans more difficult. We all know that. Um, in the state of California, for example, the crybaby Democrats decided to drain the giant Anderson Reservoir because they say they are fearful that a major earthquake would destroy the dam. Okay, but wait a minute. People need water to live. The Democrat decision to drain the reservoir is another example of the lack of care that the Democrats have for the people. Now, the month of February was a very dry period for much of the region. Thus, Californians relied heavily upon the water from the Anderson Reservoir to drink, bathe in, and water their lawns. So instead of building a new facility, let's say maybe downstream and then draining the Anderson Reservoir, no, they just simply drained it without regard for the people and let the, the water, I guess, drain into the ocean or whatever. I believe that Democrats drained that swamp to offset the good decisions President Trump made recently to free up access to water for residents who were restricted by Obama-era regulations that allowed fresh water to be drained into the ocean in order to make life, and this is just my input here, to make life more difficult for the residents of California. Kyle, what say you about this? Well, Ron, yes, you've touched on a very important subject here in California, and that, of course, is water and the drought that we had been experiencing. This time last year, I can tell you, it was raining a, a lot. It was raining uh, virtually every other day or so. We had a very good year of rain last year, but it has been very dry this season. Now, the what you're talking about with the Anderson Reservoir, you're right, they're draining that, and really this is just another outgrowth, I think, of the water mismanagement that California has been doing for so long. If you took a drive up through the beautiful Central Valley of California, uh, you would see signs from the farmers, you know, saying they need water, this kind of thing, and you're absolutely right. President Trump uh, wants to divert that water and, and get the farmers what they need, etc. Uh, but this, this, uh, this uh, particular uh, dam, or the Anderson Reservoir, as it's known, was built back in 1950. There's another symptom here, too, and that is the infrastructure of California and these dams has not been kept up as well. So, yes, there is that fear of the earthquake, but it, this is a culmination of bad management for a very long time. And I will add this as well, Ron, 
and that is that as not just this water could be draining off into the ocean, but whenever it really rains in California, a lot of the water drains off into the ocean because we don't want to build any other facilities because we have the Delta smelt, which is the little fish, and this kind of thing, and so the people do suffer. You're absolutely right. Oh, yes, you can't. Oh, yes, you cannot uh, harm the little smelt. Uh, but, but, but you know something? I, you know, California, and I, I, and I say this at least one time every single week, that is one of the most beautiful places on the entire planet. I mean, it is, has perfect climate, uh, perfect uh, soil for, for, for growing your, your, our foods. Uh, its economy at one time, I know, was one of the five largest on the entire planet amongst all nations. Um, that goes back a few years, but it was. And I just believe that this is part of um, a scheme. And in fact, Eric the Red Holder said this, that uh, California would be utilized as a template and how to destroy the rest of the nation. And also, it would encourage a lot of people to leave California. And you know what happens, Kyle. A lot of Californians mm-hmm. have left that uh, wonderful state and they move to places like Nevada, Arizona, Colorado, Utah, and elsewhere, and guess what happens? You have a once red state of Cal- uh, Colorado, now blue. Parts of Nevada are now blue. Uh, Utah, Salt Lake City, just a few years went blue. I mean, you've got blue, blue-itis spreading out all over the place because droves of Californians are being driven out by the conditions produced by Mr. Newsom and many others. What say you about that? Well, sure, exactly. Um, and you're right, it is such a beautiful place to live, and um, it's so very, very sad because um, in yesteryear, uh, essentially, uh, you had a lot of business in California. Companies wanted to have their headquarters here. Uh, aerospace was all over the place. Uh, they were, you know, designing and building the space shuttles, these kinds of things back in the day. But, Ron, what they've done with this monoparty rule in California uh, because of the state legislature, uh, completely Democrat, completely controlled, and then, of course, having a, a Democrat governor, essentially, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, doesn't really count in that, in that <laughs> regard in terms of being a Republican, you know. Um, but the policies have been very bad. It's become very anti-business, workers' comp charges, health care costs, and, of course, immigration issues as well have simply made a lot of people who live in California say to themselves, yeah, I am going to go somewhere else. Now, you're right. Some of these different states are turning blue, and a lot of people in states like Texas um, or Colorado and so forth or other places, uh, you know, they're saying, well, if you want to come from California, that's fine, but don't don't bring your, your California politics with them. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle, real, real quick before we go into the break, I want to touch on these black, black robes gone wild, these federal judges, one in particular, his name is Judge Reggie B. Walton. Now, he says that Attorney General William Barr put uh, forward a distorted and misleading account of the Mueller report's finding. Now, the judge said that because the report did not condemn President Trump, you know, you noticed he's, he's angry because it didn't condemn the president. And the leftist judge, Reggie B. Wal- uh, Walton, is seeking to insert himself into the process of investigating in order to try and get Trump. 
Now, the judge has ordered the Justice Department to privately show him portions of the report which were censored in the publicly released version so that he could independently verify justifications for those redactions. This is, see, this is a bunch of bull capitalists with a hit. First of all, uh, Kyle, uh, uh, judges are not supposed to be inserting themselves in the process of, uh, of lawmaking or dealing with laws and lawful decisions other than when they come to the bench for their legal decision. Uh, am I, am I, am I off base here some, or something? Is something changed, uh, on paper that I'm not aware of? No, I, I don't think so, Ron. I, I think that in the judge you're speaking of, oddly enough, was a um, was appointed by former President George W. Bush. But don't let that fool people out there. Uh, this judge seems to be going after Attorney General Barr and sort of reopening this this can of worms. But it's interesting because you know we went through the entire Mueller report. Uh, we went through the the uh, and the uh, interviews on the Hill with Attorney General Barr and with Mueller himself, and um, all this you know seems to have uh, you know passed uh, passed along now. But there are the redactions in the report, and this is what Democrats or other anti-Trump factions really want to get their hands on. They want to go through these redactions because they contain perhaps grand jury testimony and things of this nature that are never supposed to see the light of day, so that they can pick through it and they can try to regenerate more controversy. If you notice, the Mueller report didn't work, it wasn't a slam dunk, and the impeachment didn't work, that wasn't a slam dunk, so perhaps this is another bite at the apple. Yeah, absolutely, and it's going to be a rotten bite because, uh, by the way, I'm sure you're aware of this, that uh, they tried to give uh, Nasty Pelosi a copy of the report, of the unredacted report, just the other day, and she turned it down. She said, yet. So that lets me know that the judge isn't going to find what he's looking for in the unredacted version, and, um, you know, he's just, you know, blowing smoke up uh, his own backside, I think, but... Um, you know, that, that it is what it is. Good news, Kyle. And we're going to talk about this. We've got about uh, 60 seconds going into the, towards the break. Um, 273,000 jobs were added in February. Unemployment stands. It uh, remains at 3.5%. Uh, the U.S. unemployment rate held steady. Um, despite, uh, the, the advent of the coronavirus. Now I know these, a lot of these readings are preceding the uh, full outbreak of the, of the virus, but it does show that the economy was strong. And I believe because the fundamentals are still in place that once we get over this silly Corona scare, things will get back and we will continue to uh, enjoy a robust economy. What say you? Well, I absolutely agree with you, Ron. I think because we, the foundation is, is secure and solid, um, we will weather this coronavirus issue the question is how long it will go, but um, once you get people through it, um, because the, uh, the the economy is strong and the outlook and the predictability of regulation, all these things, people aren't scared that some new weird things coming down the pike from the Obama administration, for example, and they'll continue to invest their money and expand and people will continue working. Absolutely. And I, I, I'm very optimistic about the future of this country. Uh, and I have, and believe it or not, Kyle, I was very optimistic during the Ali Obama administration because I could see past it. I saw what he was trying to do. I wasn't naive, but I believed back as far as 2013 that things would get a lot better. We would get a better president. Here we are. 
And folks, you're listening to the Ron Edwards American Experience. I'm Ron Edwards, and I shall return. Here we go again. Yet another virus is plaguing our republic and throughout the world. This time it's corona. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, I find it both ironic and a bit irritating that as if on schedule, there is yet another virus to wreak mental havoc and media-driven anxiety for people who don't realize that the flu that shows up every year but is for the most part ignored by the media and big government has so far killed many more people than the alleged laboratory-created coronavirus. Maybe we should rename these occurrences scheduled incidents and just keep it moving. Remember the diseased caravans of 2018, the Zika virus of 2016? In 2014, we overcame the Ebola plague. Former President Ali Obama tried to make matters worse by bringing sick Ebola patients into our republic instead of sending medical help to Africa. In 2009, the doomsayer said we'd all be swept away by the swine flu. The bird flu paid us a visit in 2005. The bottom line is, this corona laboratory virus shall pass. And America the Beautiful will become greater than ever before if we make that happen. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com for news updates and other great stuff. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Hey, it's the captain, Matt Bruce, and you're listening to the Ron Edwards Experience with Ron Edwards. Thank you, Captain. And you are listening to the Ron Edwards Experience. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. We have returned. Uh, I've returned with my special guest. His name is Kyle Warren, great talk show host out of uh, California. And uh, in fact, uh, we both uh, um, are contributors on the Captain's America Third Watch. And uh, Kyle, I love listening to your uh, your segments on there. You're You're always bringing it. Uh, strong, and uh, you do a great job on there as well as your own show. And speaking of your own show, tell my listeners where they can find uh, your great uh, broadcast. Well, thank you very much, Ron. Yes, they can go to kylewarrenshow.com on their desktop or mobile device, of course, Kyle, kylewarrenshow.com. Okay, thank you so much. What 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 time? What are the broadcasts? Do you have a certain times you're on? Or they can just go there anytime and, and, and grab them? Yeah, they can go there anytime, exactly, and, okay. and uh, take a listen to any of the recent ones, absolutely. And folks, check him out. I, I have, I've done so on, on, the, on his podcast, and he does a wonderful job. Uh, the man knows what he's talking about. Well, um, Kyle, the Trump administration to gather DNA data on detained migrants. I think that's something that um, he should do. But speaking about these migrants, um, I just call them illegal border crossers. I was speaking before, um, talking about this before, uh, you, you joined the show, uh, Kyle. And I just believe that anyone who crosses our border illegally and they commit any crime, I don't care what level of crime, criminal activity they participate in, if they snatch a candy bar out of a store or if they harm, physically harm an American citizen or their property, I think we should lock them up. Forget deporting them. And I think we should lock them up on Alcatraz. We should refurbish Alcatraz and set them out right there. Uh, I've said that to a few people. They said I was mean, I was cruel, this, that, and the other. And I said, hmm, that means I must be doing, speaking, uh, doing some, you know, speaking of doing something that should be done. Uh, what do you think about that idea? 
Well, you know, generally speaking, when people come to the country illegally, um, that in and of itself is is a crime, obviously. Yeah. Um, some will say that they're coming to seek asylum, this kind of thing. I think all Americans understand the, the want for a better life, but there are mechanisms in place by which people can come to this country to seek that better life. Um, and I can't imagine, Ron, if, if you or I went to a foreign country, uh, we didn't go in the right way, and we committed crimes, uh, there might be some, some pretty significant punishment uh, coming down the line for something like that. Um, but what we see these days, for example, there is a, a bill trying to make its way uh, through. It's a, something called the New Way Forward Act or New Way Forward Bill, which essentially mm-hmm. tries, again, to decriminalize the idea of criminal aliens that have even left the United States, that they would be able to come back to the United States. Because, you know, in the end, we're all Americans. If you, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi said something to that effect uh, uh, way back, but, uh, but that's the kind of mentality. So overall, we're sending the wrong message to begin with to those who seek to come to the country illegally. Um, Alcatraz, <laughs> that would, uh, there's, a, there's a lot to refurbish there, I know, but, but I, I, get the, I get the idea that there would be um, the, the thought that, wait, if I get caught in America doing something wrong that I'm already there illegally, uh, the, the, the punishment could be severe. Yeah, and I and I think Alcatraz would be a great place because uh, you know it's very difficult to escape from. I think one or two people did, but um, most people could not escape from there. And I think it should be severe, um, like you said. Americans who do find themselves in other countries, even accidentally, do endure severe punishment. Remember the gentleman who died when they returned him from North Korea. Uh, remember the soldier who went the wrong way uh, down the ramp and was in Mexico. And the Obama administration dragged its feet on helping him. And he came back rather beaten up a little bit. So you're right. And we have, we are a sovereign nation. I think that um, our government officials who are elected in office, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, please correct me. Um, they are correct. They are um, elected to represent you and I, to govern on behalf of our republic, not behalf of the globalist pigs, not on behalf of the United Nations, not on behalf of the World Bank, not on behalf of the EU or whatever world global entity. It's us. We're the people. We're the straw that stirs stirs the drink. And I think we need to really uh, teach this to especially the younger generations who are willing to give up their rights, at least 50% of them, and uh, join the communist or socialist ranks, basically they're one and the same, um, this utter f- rubbish or poppycock needs to be met head on by a, a strong backlash of truth and action when necessary. Um, what say you? Well, I, I no, you don't need to be corrected at all. No, you're right, because the representatives are supposed to, uh, to represent the American citizens. Um, that being said, uh, the, many of these representatives, local, state, and federal in many cases, they have this idea, of course, that, that illegal immigrants represent some kind of future voting block, or even in the case of illegal voting, an actual voting block, and they believe that that's their primary constituency to keep them in power. Um, but we've gone so far afield, Ron, from 
the original idea of immigrants coming to this nation with the idea of assimilation. And when I was yeah. growing up, I didn't have any problem, uh, you know, with the idea that some people came to this country and they were uh, they came from Ireland or they came from England or they came from France or they came from China. It didn't matter where they came from, but they wanted to assimilate into the American culture and live the American dream. That's a different idea than what we see today, you know, these sort of enclaves that happen. And a lot of that, in my opinion, is is because of uh, the Democrat policies, the Democrat um, mindset that everybody has to be pigeonholed into a particular um, uh, to a, uh, into a particular pigeonhole, basically, um, where they can't vote a different way or can't think politically any different ways, and that's how they continue to divide us. It's the old adage, divide and conquer, because when we're united under the red, white, and blue, it's a very, very strong thing, and that's what our representatives should be fighting for. You know, you just made me think of something. Um, you know, when the founding fathers uh, put together this this great republic, they understood that if you run for office, you were to be in there one or two terms, and you were to enact laws or at least maintain laws that were beneficial to the economy so that when they returned to private sector, they could hit the ground running with their farms, their businesses or whatever, and uh, they would govern basically for rational self-interest so that they would have a strong economy and uh, the generations coming behind them could do the same and so on and so on. Now, something happened. I think there needs to be some kind of legislation um, to stop this madness. I mean, you have politicians in office 30, 40, some 50 years or close to 50 years, and yet they turn around and blame Trump, who's a newcomer and has done more good for our republic than almost every other politician that has been in office for three decades. Now that there, you know, there's something wrong with that. When you, when the American people just look at that, just look at that one fact every day, and there's not an uprising. I mean, we the people should be up in arms about this, Kyle, because these people have insulated themselves and have reverted. They've inverted things. It used to be that they govern on behalf of the Constitution. Well, during the bastardized rights movement, it was called civil rights. They ran around saying, I want my constitutional rights. Well, Lyndon Johnson and the boys said, okay, you can have them. And guess what happened? It was reversed. The constitutional constraints that were on government were put basically through legal edict on the people. And the government then just grew like crazy and has been, you know, and its tentacles have reached into every aspect of our lives. And bammo, here we are today. I mean, well, you're right you... about that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, 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 I was just simply going to say, yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that, Ron. And in fact, it was Ronald Reagan, I think, who said one of the scariest phrases you can hear is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, hey, hi, right hi, Kyle, the... hold, hold it right there. I'm sorry we're up against a hard break. Uh, okay. I'm Ron Edwards. You're listening to the Ron Edwards Experience. And Kyle and I will be right back. Hey, y'all. Hey. This is Diamond and Silk. Mm-hmm. Don't you touch that dial. You better not. You better come back. Mm-hmm. Enjoying a cup of tea and listening to the Ron Edwards Experience. 
It doesn't get any better than that. I say it doesn't. You're listening to the Rondo Works American Experience, and I thank you so much for joining me. Got my good friend here, Kyle Warren, talk show host extraordinaire, based out of uh, California, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a great time. And folks, um, you can listen to this show and rebroadcast on WCET. That's uh, FM 101.7 in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina, and on several other stations over the weekend uh, throughout the great uh, this great republic. Uh, also, you can catch me overnights um, uh, on the uh, Captain's America Third Watch Tuesdays and Thursdays, and you'll hear the Edwards Notebook Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Saturday uh, Saturday mornings as well, and uh, so we have a, a great time on that, and on several other stations. You can check out everything at theronedwards.com. That's my beautiful website, and you'll also, speaking of tea, uh, we also have in the Ron Edwards store... A beautiful mug. Everyone that sees that mug, they say they like it. They say, hey, how can I get one? Well, you can go there. You can find out how to get one. And we can all drink tea together with Ron Edwards mugs all across America. Uh, We can do that. But uh, uh, getting back to our guest, our wonderful time here we're having with Kyle Warren, a talk show host extraordinaire out of California. Kyle, again, thanks for joining me. We were talking a little bit during the break, sometimes the best conversations happen off the air. And you happened to mention something, in fact, which was on my mind. And you mentioned a point that, um, well, I'm glad, you know, how Trump connects with people of all walks of life, the wealthy, the, 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 the iron worker, the, the shipment mate, everybody. And you mentioned that the Democrats can't do it. Well, Kyle, maybe we shouldn't talk too much about it because you don't want the Democrats to learn how to connect with people. <laughs> so let's let's not drive a point too 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 sharp here uh, when it comes yeah. to that. But yeah, uh, you're right though. You were right uh, when you mentioned that uh, he he connects, and um, that's what you, that's what you have to do because they see most of the people they see the sincerity. I watched uh, Trump's. Um, town hall the other day that was the first one he ever did okay and he did better than any other politician that i've ever seen in that particular environment he charmed even brett bear and what's the lady that's with him uh anyway i can't think of her name yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and 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 they got along well because you know they're not exactly fans of his those two but they were very impressed in how he wasn't like this you know this horrible character i don't understand why people think that he's so horrible anyway i never thought he was a bad guy even long ago i used to live in new york and um, he was always doing great things for people um if anything happened traumatic in your life and he found out about it and he had access to you, he would find a way to get help to you. And it didn't matter, white, black, or whatever. Uh, one example, real quick, and, uh, and, and we'll get to an important subject. When, I don't know if you're familiar, there's a singer, her name is Jennifer Hudson. She used to be very popular a few years ago. And uh, there was a horrific uh, incident where uh, several of her family members were shot. I think two were killed, including her mom. And guess what happened? This happened in Chicago. Uh, well, the Trumpster calls the family, calls Jennifer Hudson, because they, they were friends. And he says, well, look, you all are going through a horrible event. You're well known. and You don't need people pounding down on you and everything like that. Why don't I put you up in my Trump Chicago Tower 
so you all can get away and be in the in quiet. He did this for her. When he was being lambasted during the first um, election cycle, uh, his first election cycle, he was called racist and everything like that. She never came forth and said, hey, wait a minute. This guy, he's a nice guy. He reached out. We didn't ask him. He reached out to us because he knew we were going through a hard time. She never showed up. She never said, hey, wait a minute. He's not this racist, racist ogre. And I just find it heartbreaking that a lot of people are like that, that he has helped through the years and they've stayed in the shadows. It is they who are the ogres, not Mr. Trump. Um, how, how do you see that issue? Well, yeah, it's very, very sad. And no, he's not a racist ogre. He's none of these kinds of things. But it does demonstrate the real power of the media in terms of how they can get a particular narrative going. And then because, uh, especially in the entertainment field, um, if you are somehow seen as being saying something nice about uh, President Trump, um, you know, after he ran for president, because before that, I guess everybody loved him. He had a great TV show and big ratings and made a lot of people a lot of money. Uh, but suddenly it became sort of this thing where if, if you get on the side of Trump, uh, then we're going to ostracize you in some way. So that's a very, very powerful thing. And it's really, and you know what makes it really heartbreaking for me personally? That, as you said, all these people loved him. All these people liked him, Democrats, whatever. But once he stepped out as a patriot, once he exposed himself as one who wants to put America first, once he expressed the desire to serve the American people, that's when everyone showed their venom and tried to bite his ankles off and turned into these enemies of his. That is telling about all these officials. They don't give a darn about us. And I think there should be some kind of a law drawn up that if you are not governing according to the laws of this nation, that you are to be extracted out of office, not even wait for the election process. Because, Kyle, if you go to work in the private sector and you do not work on behalf of that company, Guess what happens? They give you a free box and you can put your belongings in that free box and you are escorted off the property. You're fired. You're blown out. If you own a private business, your own business, and you don't work for the benefit of your customers, guess what happens? Your business doesn't grow and it dies on the vine. Then why is it that we allow these politicians to stay in office while they screw this nation? and put their sons up in a, in a powerful position and to make a billion and a half dollars in, in Ukraine. Like, uh, you know, like, hey, S of a B, in six hours, there he was. Why is it that we don't rise up and do something like that, Kyle? Well, you know, of course, you the uh, uh, well, number one, there aren't the term limits really in place. I mean, there are technically... Uh, uh, obviously, for the uh, for the president, that came after FDR. But um, but generally speaking, um, politicians get in office and they find ways of getting reelected because they grease the right wheels and they do uh, the right things for the right donors. This kind of thing. But you're absolutely right. But I think with Trump, see, we're in a very new era of politics now. Trump yeah. is actually 
a politician that said, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and he's striving to do all that he said in, uh, despite the headwinds that he, that he has. And so he's sort of helping to redefine that. This is why the deep state, whatever you want to call it, but the Democrat elite, many in the media, they're just all hands on deck because this represents the kind of thing you're talking about. He actually working for the, for the people and not to aggrandize themselves. Yeah, and that's why I think there should be some kind of a law drawn up, even, if, even without term limits. If you're not doing the job, then you should be fired. There should be a way, a mechanism where we don't even wait for the next election because you're technically not governing according to the, the tenets of the Constitution. I think something like that has to be done for the good of the republic in the long run because, you know, many politicians and presidential candidates ran on the same principles that, that, that Donald Trump said. They said that they would move, remove the, uh, the embassy in, in Israel. They said that they would do this with China, this, that, and the other. But they're shocked, and they went to Nutsville because he actually set out to do these things. And for these people to come after him because he's actually governing on behalf of the nation and treating him like he's an enemy, which means they don't have any regard for you and I, who are their bosses, I think there should be a, me a mechanism to get him out of there post-haste. But uh, we could talk that to death. But um, I just had to make that point. Um, mm -hmm. Kai, real quick. Um, now, this entitlement situation. You know, on one hand, you know, they come after Trump. They're saying, well, you don't do anything to cut the deficit. This, that, and the other. And, well... And then they say that, well, you need to cut the entitlements, Mr. President. We've only got about a minute left, but if he were to cut entitlements, you know they would go after him. So he's damned if he does, and he's damned if he doesn't. So how do we work around it? We've got to cut the deficit and deficit spending. We've got to stop the Democrats from purposely spending more than whatever amount comes in, because record amounts are coming in. So just... Put your, your governing hat on for a second and just tell us in 60 seconds how we can get around this and um, what the president might do. Just surmise a little bit. Well, you're right. And he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. And, you know, what, what President Trump can do, um, in, in the short term anyway, is begin to make that discussion a lot uh, more sharp in, in our in our awareness every single day. He's got the power of the bully pulpit, um, and he can he can also help to shape opinion, create a narrative, and get people talking about it, and perhaps even make it an election issue of how we're going to offset uh, the money that uh, that would be added uh, or the money that would uh, would uh, would be lost in that sense. So he can do that with and and not raise taxes because the Democrats just want to raise taxes. But he can say, look, we're making better deals, we're making better um, uh, international deals, better trade mm -hmm. deals, and so forth. So I'll find a way, but you've got to give me four more years to do it. Amen. Kyle, I want to thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Ron Edwards American Experience. Folks, thank you for joining me. Members of the Zechariah 2-5 family, thanks for joining me. Uh, you can um, uh, check in me in next week. I shall be returning. You're listening to the Ron Edwards American Experience. I'm... Ron Edwards.